0: what is up ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the bb show i'm your host caleb uh as always my favorite co-host christian how you doing man
1: hey man i'm um, feeling great uh just got the packers win which yeah i can never be upset like we are really fresh, of the fresh
0: off the packers yeah
1: lineup. literally fresh i mean the instant that game ended uh we were on the mic and it's cool. It's cool to see. Just, we're going to recap that game more in depth as we go kind of just game by game. But anytime the Packers win against a team that has Tom Brady and a team with a defense like that, I got to be happy. You know, I know you're probably feeling the same way. Um, and yeah, I just, oh, so many just interesting things today. The first game I do want to touch on is the Bears were able to win that in uh well not in Houston but against Houston. I believe I took the Texans to win that. Uh, I didn't think Davis Mills was gonna be a sellout. He did and,
0: sell, bro. Yeah,
1: I'm sorry. It's Pierce kind of did his thing. I know the stats aren't really gonna prove that, but
0: oh, he's I think ultimately he had, uh, he's definitely growing into the role.
1: Agreed. He's fitting that lead back role. And ultimately, the Bears' offense hasn't shown anything different. Like, Fields, I hate to say objectively, the season has been bad, no matter what excuse we want to give for their play calling and whatnot. They can run the ball, but in terms of just offensively, that's got to be the worst passing attack in the league. I knew they had the worst receivers, but you only beat the Texans by three. Yeah, I know that on the Bears, that they're two and one, but personally they gotta be the weakest two and one team. And that's not even just bias. Like it's they scrape by week one. It's 49ers. That's being a week one slop game. Yeah, being they're the not
0: better. The- like here's the way I'll say it is they're not better than the Lions. The Lions are one of oh, no. two.
1: They're not better than the Colts who are one one and one. <laughs> and the Colts they, they tied the Texans, but it's like you just look at uh, the capabilities of the Bears. And I'm not saying the Texans are, like, more capable. I just picked them because I was like, I I just, I thought their defense was a little bit better than what they'd shown. Just in the run game, I was
0: hoping. That's really all
1: you have to do. Yeah, Khalil
0: Herbert had a nice day.
1: He really did. And, you know, for Dave Montgomery owners, it sucks. But that's uh, definitely a guy that might be in the uh, waiver wire conversations on Wednesday. I'm really not sure like what his own percentage is, but I don't think it's very high.
0: Yeah, I feel like he—it's probably around fifty would be my guess. Would be his own percentage. Um, yeah, we, definitely we might shoot strange, up after this. Oh, no, for sure, he's for worth sure. the check at least to see if somebody was smart enough to pick him up. But no, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'll say, um, I'll say this. That, I don't have anything else. Yeah, before yeah. we move on, I'll say this. Uh, Year two, like I've said before, gen- this is not even my saying, but generally speaking, year two uh, with young starting quarterbacks, the second year starting is, um, you know, you need to see start to see some sort of not just improvement, but like he needs to like step into it. Kind of like we'll get to Trevor Lawrence, but like there needs to be some sort of like, oh, yeah, he could be our franchise quarterback. You don't have to have a winning record, but you know and you know what to play devil's advocate they are two and one so they are finding ways to win these games but justin fields i i'll cut him a little slack because he has no weapons and any team can line up against the bears go man coverage and instantly nobody's gonna be open so i mean it's just it's not a great situation for him but at some point unless they go out in the off season this year and sign a wide you know maybe a Christian Kirk-esque move where they just get somebody who's capable of playing the position to be their wide receiver one, and then you give Fields another year with him. But at some point, that clock needs to start ticking for Justin Fields, in my opinion. Oh,
1: for sure. And personally, I think just over history, I mean, we saw it with A.J. Brown trade. It seems like the going rate for like a star receiver, if you will, is probably a first-round pick. And let's face it, just the way the Bears have of late, I'd be comfortable burning first-round pick as a Bears fan to get an established well, receiver and see what fields capable. Yeah, and the receiver that's, that's
0: position, the receiver position is so oversaturated right now. I mean, we're bringing in first-round guys almost every year now. It feels like with these draft classes and they're instantly wide receiver one wide receiver two like look at drake london for example like yeah he's a, he's a first round wide receiver yep. who's now he's a stud devonta smith last year he's stepping into his role he kind of struggled a little bit last year but like the what i'm trying to say is the position i mean justin jefferson jamar chase are the obvious other options to that but like there's a lot of young talent at the receiver position and i don't think that that is going to just cease coming out of college uh, so if they wait and pick the guy they want, okay. But or or you could, I would be okay just like you said, trading a first rounder for a known quantity, um, and playing it safe. I, I, and like I said, even if it is like, oh, let's overpay for a B tier wide receiver like Christian Kirk, and that might even be generous, but somebody better than Equinemius St Brown, Darno Mooney. Uh, Byron Pringle. I mean, this is just embarrassing to bring out on the field every week. Agreed. And
1: I saw Cole Beasley out there today with the Buccaneers. Um, even Julio Jones. Like, it was – they were able to snag those guys late. And I guess my question is, Brian Pohl's guy, this newer GM, you couldn't have expected anything different, like looking down that depth chart going into the season. You had to have known this was going to be a problem. Bringing in Julio or Cole Beasley, like literally changes your receiver room that drastically because Mooney is not a wide receiver one. He's a I
0: think that I think that expectations for Garnell Mooney uh, across the entire city of Chicago were exponentially way too high. And that might, oh, go, sure. that might go internally too.
1: Yeah, and oh, it's it's been, I think, the worst-case scenario for them. But like you said, they have found ways to win. They're 2-1. and one. I can't really rip them too much after this. We'll just move on to week four and see what they're really made of. Um, Panthers-Saints, I definitely picked the Saints for this.
0: Both did. I mean,
1: yeah, quite frankly. It was one of those weird games. Um, Saints got off to a pretty poor start when Kamara had a pretty bad fumble. Because uh, I'll just say this right off the bat: still not sold on Baker Mayfield.
0: Still not. No, I, but I Here's my here's my short take on this game, and uh, it, this is just classic Jameis Winston. That's what it is. Like this is what you get when you start Jameis Winston. You get 350 yards, three sure you get three hundred fifty yards passing, but he throws a couple picks and uh, doesn't score till the fourth quarter. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree, I
1: do, and it's it's hard to justify his play. But I would say, as just an observer of the game, and quite frankly, just when you watch the capabilities of both offenses. Yeah, it's pretty shallow to say if the Saints don't turn the ball over, they win the game. I mean, come on, turnovers are a big part of the game. Turn the ball over, you deserve to lose. I'm not saying anything about that. But Jameis Winston is more threatening than Baker Mayfield.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: He was able to get the ball out. He was able to make a lot of plays down the field. If he can minimize those turnovers, which we've been saying since he's been drafted, like (laughs) <laughs> it's kinda at this at this point's like, all right, you know, I can say what I want, but at the bottom line is I'm still just like you guys really there's gotta be some talk, I feel I know it's only week three, but you gotta just keep seeing the writing on the wall of it's so predictable. There's so just so many plays just
0: talking about the Panthers?
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't no, I probably should have clarified. But with with Carolina, it's like there's just so many short plays over and over and over. It's so predictable, and I'll it say, works because you have McCaffrey, you got Speedier guys. Chenault broke off that you know long touchdown, but ah, I don't know. I'm still just not sold on Baker, and I'm not trying to credit Jameis Winston, but yeah, this is what you expect. I'll
0: um, s- I'll say this um, f- for not defending Baker. But based on their 0-2 start, these are the kind of games that if they're going to have a chance to do anything, uh, they they need to win. And the bottom line is that I, we asked last week, we said, hey, McCaffrey needs more touches. Well, I mean, he had 27 touches. He had 25 carries and two catches. And what happened? They won the game. He rushed for 100 yards. So... If they're starting to – I know Matt Rule is on the hot seat, but if they're going to start to change their identity a little bit and find their groove with Baker and that just says, hey, give it to this guy, which we all know he's a stud, like I I could see them winning more games like this. I mean, this is a division win. I'm not saying that I think the Panthers are going to go to the playoffs um, by any means. I think that they're a bottom-tier team, but if they have any chance of doing that – and Matt Rule keeping his job, they need to keep giving Christian McCaffrey the ball, and I commend them for uh, changing gears this week.
1: Definitely. That's that's really all I can ask for is you put your best, just really all your eggs, in your best players, and that's what they did this week. It worked out, but going forward, I'm still just. Not happy with the way Baker Mayfield's been playing. No, this didn't change was, anything. Yeah, I I really thought part of that was just the system in Cleveland. I thought going to the Panthers with having McCaffrey would kind of honestly break his game open a little bit more, but that has just not been the case so far. He's definitely um Maybe big, he'll
0: settle in, but Yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe. And again, like it's it's week three, but you should, we're starting to run out of, of the it's, – oh, It's all of a sudden it's going to turn into, well, it's week six. It's like, well, no, by week six, yeah, figure things out. You can say it's week three. It's only week three. But I don't know. I still think the concern is nah, there. Once
0: you're a month into the regular season, that excuse is
1: gone. Right. Yeah, It's you're acclimated by that
0: point. Um,
1: but, yeah, that's just honest opinion, you know. Congrats to the Panthers. I think Saints definitely have a lot of work to do. I don't think they're out of it. Like I said, I still think they have enough playmakers, and defensively they can hold teams. Uh, uh-huh. It was just kind of a sloppy day for them on the offensive side of the ball, kind of like Kansas City today.
0: <laughs> I've been uh, waiting personally. for this one. Uh, hey, listen, these things happen. look, this is kind look of what look, I'm going to say. Look, look, look. I'm not going to sit here and take some i I really am tempted to but i'm not gonna sit here and just gas up the colts and blow them up and you know say this is a victory lap and they're gonna run to the you know division like i predicted and they're gonna run to the super bowl like i said uh but what i am gonna say is this kind of stuff is the reason why they were my like dark horse super bowl team is because they have the potential to go in and beat a top AFC team and look decent doing it. I mean, do they still have offensive problems? Yes, absolutely. Is Matt Ryan still have a million question marks behind his name? Yes, absolutely. Is he better than Carson Wentz was? No, but their defense is solid. They went in and shut down Patrick Mahomes and that shut him down, but made him struggle. And that's the type of stuff that if you're going to win late in the year uh, or at this point when you need to win games, because that's where they're at already in those must win games, defense wins championships. And uh, look, I, this was a fluke. I'm not here to say that the chiefs aren't better than the Colts, you know, in the power rankings or whatever, but I will say that felt a little vindication.
1: It was right step in the direction for the Colts. I'm not going to take that away from them. Yes, to prove that their defense is what we thought it was. But, yeah, the, the bottom line is uh, Matt Ryan had a fine day today. I can't ask for, like, a whole lot more given what he was asked to do. But it's like they're still kind of having that problem of, like, not being able to stretch the field. And I think that definitely impacts the things you can do with Jonathan Taylor on the offensive side of the ball. If you're able to kind of throw the ball deep, stretch the field with, and that's kind of, I think you definitely expected along with myself. And having Pittman, they were able to select Pierce. They still have Paris. Can't like they have weapons and guys that can stretch the field. Young guns that I thought there would be some fireworks on offense a little bit.
0: And yeah, it just feels like Matt
1: Ryan can't
0: stretch the field. It still feels like that, honestly. Really, yeah. It's
1: it's like his arm's kind of starting to go a bit and that's kind of unfortunate, but it's it, it really I guess does change the whole outlook of like the Colts could just kind of be the same team they are last year, leaning on the defense on the run game. I think if Matt Ryan is just efficient and isn't hurting him like he did last week, they're going to be a solid team, but as for the Chiefs, uh, I really do think at a certain point they got to get that running game going. Patrick Holmes can't be the guy that's like leading your team in rushing yards. And I know this is not the only game this has happened over his career, but you you got to have no matter who it is, Rodgers, Brady, you can't just do the same thing every time. Teams are going to line up their pass rushers out there every down and come after you. Granted, you only took one sack today, but it becomes predictable. They're going in to prevent defenses a lot more. It's just as a guy who took the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl, that's going to be my question mark is what happens when that offense kind of hits a wall? Are they going to be able to win games? I can't really pin this on their defense because – Twenty points is not the end of the world, but it, I think it was just it was a bad day. One of those games. They're in Indy, so they're on the road. Um, I don't have a lot else other than I think I think be better next week. Not worried.
0: Yeah, I'm not worried about the Chiefs. Um, I think that Lucas Oil is a tough place to play, um, and I think that it's like you said. I think you hit it on the head, hit the nail on the head. If Matt Ryan can do this every week, 27 of 37 for 222 and two touchdowns with Jonathan Taylor getting 21 carries for 70 yards, which I would argue he usually would go more with that many carries, uh, the Colts but are going to we- be solid. Uh, can't, well, we'll talk about the Jaguars, but the Colts will be in the AFC South uh, re- like race uh, if they can do that every week. Uh, and. and Truth be told, they did that, and they beat the number one or number two team in the AFC. So can they do that again? That will be seen. But at least, you know, we talk about the percentages of 0 and 2 teams making the playoffs still. Well, I hate to be that guy, but they actually never got to 0-2. <laughs> so, right.
1: In theory, they got the formula to win
0: throughout the season
1: if they're not relying heavily on Matt Ru Heavily on their quarterback, I guess that 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 bodes well because yeah. when he has the day, they're they're almost guaranteed to win at yeah. the way their defense is playing and having Jonathan Taylor behind them. I didn't want to hear your thoughts on uh, if unless did you have anything else to add?
0: No, I mean, no,
1: that's that's really the takeaways. Is like Chiefs are usually better than this tough day for them, but the Colts are alive and it looks like well for now. Still could expect a little bit more from Matt Ryan, but you definitely took the Ravens, if I remember
0: correctly. I did and take I, the Ravens.
1: I really thought Bill was gonna cook up something to stop Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson went and had five touchdowns. Dude, the so... Patriots,
0: the Patriots are kind of are kind of buns, bro. Like they're uh, they're kind of not good.
1: I, I yeah I. I'm not going to go and say to panic, but I definitely expected more. They're not going to like the, the playoffs. Not in the AFC East. <sighs> yeah, no it's, way. it's starting to look pretty crowded in that division. And the way that just the rest of the AFC is shaping out. Dude, the Jets might they have been higher
0: than that at this rate. Mm, I don't know about that. But, I know. why, But, God, that's, that's an exaggeration. But, right, uh,
1: it was problematic to see the Ravens kind of just run through them. Initially, the Patriots got off to a decent start, I thought, but then uh, not good enough, <laughs> clearly. They, they can't have Mac Jones going through three picks either, it's like kind of head. Uh, and no, no other way to slice it. I think I, I will cut him out. slack. It's I think
0: it, I know for sure at least one of those was a tip drill, which is right. like, you know, um, who cares, right? Like it's
1: it's not really like on him per se, for sure. Uh,
0: but regardless, yeah. the He can't turn the ball over three times or two times, you know, whoever it was. James, James, James Winston esque.
1: <laughs> and yeah. it's especially the way the Patriots play thats they're not very explosive personally just watching that team they don't have anybody that really scares you either Devontae Parker looked good at times today but it, like if that's your number one guy we gotta be real here <laughs> he, yeah. he's not gonna turn into a receiver one anytime soon um, Mark Andrews also had a good day give him a shout out for the Ravens like he's a Very underlooked tight end.
0: I want to say say something about the Ravens, low-key. Yeah. yeah. I think that we need to start seriously considering Lamar for his second MVP. We need to start. We're three weeks in. We can start having these discussions. I'm putting Lamar on the board. He's had three ridiculous games. Uh, um, 300 yards from from 300 scrimmage yards minimum every game. Um, I don't know if he's made mistakes. I mean, he, you can give me your thoughts, your feedback on that, but he's been incredible.
1: I would have to second that. Actually, I would say he's the front runner currently after Josh Allen's performance today. Um, it's not that Josh Allen was like god awful. It was just, I mean, let's face it. Lamar's just been ex- explosive. To, yeah. uh, two back to back hundred yard games.
0: Yeah, like rushing. It's,
1: be much better than that. At quarterback and then just the amount of touchdowns he's accounted for, that's MVP numbers to me. I, I got right. to add to him so far. Early season. They, they should say, be you know, 3-0 one, too. They really should. They they really should. And I think it's crazy. The Dolphins, they are the only team that's 3-0. I mean, that's
0: – Wow. Yeah, well, do we, so we want – I don't have much else to say about the Ravens other than Lamar for MVP. But if we want to move on to the Dolphins, Bills, right? Yeah,
1: they, yeah, their offense looks like it's rolling. But we're both kind of just out on the Patriots, and I think a couple more weeks might go by, and you might start to panic. But yeah, jury's yeah. out. Uh, Ravens look good. Lamar Jackson is back in full swing, and he, yeah, he might reclaim that second MVP for his career, but. That Dolphins Bills game, I really thought
0: the Bills were gonna win. Okay, uh, okay. It, I, I, it was just I'm gonna say this. Mm. I, I think that the NFL, and this is like I understand the rules. Okay. I am a football purist. I understand why these rules exist. But this is it happened twice in this game, and it happened to the Cowboys last year. The NFL needs to – and I don't know what the solution is, okay, because I'm not a fan of the center grabbing the ball and placing it and then them snapping it. The ref needs to touch it. But, But there needs to be some sort of, like, change in policy, change in procedure for these refs in these situations to, like, just be there to get the ball set because he got tackled with, like, eight seconds left, and they couldn't get the ball set and spiked in eight seconds. Like, it's just to me that just feels like we're cheating. I feel a little bit cheated as a fan. If it's like three seconds, if it's less than five, yeah, that's your fault. You should have gone out of bounds. You should have, you know, dropped the ball on purpose, should have done something. But the eight seconds, in my opinion, is more than enough time to spike the ball. And this happened at halftime, too. A little bit different because he dropped the ball and then he couldn't spike it. But. Same thing where they cut it super close and it was like, oh, he didn't know what to do because he couldn't spike it because there's no time on the clock anymore. So I'll be interested to hear your take on this, but I I, I don't know what the solution is because I still agree like the ref needs to touch the ball. But I feel a little cheated that we didn't get to see a potential game-winning field goal or a game-winning game-losing field goal.
1: I could agree. Uh, to some extent i will
0: say as i think a play caller they, they threw that kind of right over the middle uh, and oh he had a chance to run out of bounds I, but he would have lost yards in that process yeah. right i feel i feel
1: kind of both sides of like i guess this argument as people are going to pitch it like as a fan i would agree with you it's like i, I yeah i wish like you, nobody wants to see a game just clock run out. It stinks. You, you want to see just one final, just do or die play. It was very anticlimactic. To this was
0: this was very, also this was also not as egregious as the Cowboys in the playoffs last year. That was bad because they were like lined up with six seconds left, and the ref was nowhere to be found. Right? Yeah, that was really bad.
1: But in just uh I don't know. I think you you definitely should have targeted the sidelines. Just I don't think you just take right over the middle right away. But yeah, I I don't really have a whole lot of situations that's like you want it to be changed, but I don't really know what the solution is either. Yeah. Because like refs he's he's gotta tell you can't just let the center just run up the you know, offense just gets up quicker and Snaps like that can almost be uh, game breaking. Like if teams started to kind of abuse that, it'd be like an ultimate hurry up
0: offense. Yeah, like teams, teams would practice for it. You know? Let would be know, clear that's ball, that's like, not, not what I'm ball. suggesting.
1: Either. Oh, I know it's not. I but I I agree with you that it's for a fan's sake. It's 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 kind of like just parallel to they changed for, for the All Star game because it's the All Star game in the NBA. They wanted to end on a game winner just to spice it up the problem with it is like yeah it would be nice to end on like a game when play in the nfl but these are like regular season games like it, it it can't be like a established rule i guess i don't know a good reason to make it or a good way to make an established rule is what i'm trying to say
0: no i i agree maybe it comes down to just like a change in the referees like teaching and technique in that situation. Like you just have, he's just ready and sitting on the hash ready. (laughs) He's got to or something out of know. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, maybe you bring in an extra football. I don't think that's a good idea, but like regardless, and we can move into the game now, but like the bills put themselves in the situation to lose and they arguably shouldn't have, Uh, they should have had a field goal at the end of the half. Like I previously mentioned, uh, and he botched the snap, and then the same kind of thing happened with the spike, and then uh, Tyler Bass missed one, I believe, in the fourth quarter as well, which, I mean, you lose by two points. That's the difference right there. Very true. You could, I guess, lift the two ball. I think they could maybe do, like, the two
1: ball thing in, like, the final two minutes, kind of like how you can't – they have that fumble, uh, like the fumble ruski rule or something where – you can't advance the ball unless you're the guy who like fumbled it like you have to pick it up yourself like they Mm -hmm. could do something like that where it's like final two minutes uh they just there's like a ref ready to just spot the ball every day but again that's very subjective uh in terms of the game definitely don't think we all saw the, the last undefeated team being the Dolphins but gotta give them credit they're Defenses held up. That offense looks good. I mean, seeing Tua just, he didn't throw a whole lot today, but he was efficient. You know, he, he's, he's been asked to do what he is. Jalen Waddell has been explosive, as explosive as you can ask for, really. And putting that next Tyreek Hill, I think, might be a format teams try and mimic for years because it having that just guy that can reach a second gear just creating space for your team the being able to stretch it. It is, can't be said enough. Even if that guy doesn't get the ball all day, it just opened things up so much more for your offense. But yeah, that's my take on the dolphins. I think bills, you, you can't really, this is kind of a weird game for them.
0: Personally. I'll say this, man. We said this, we said, Hey, we're going to find out how legit the dolphins are uh, when they play the bills in week three. Are they legit AFC contenders? It feels weird got to it. say those words, but you gotta say it at this point, man. I mean, they went, they beat the Bills. Like, what more can you ask for? I'm not saying Tua had some masterclass game. Um, I know he got hurt and he came back, all this stuff. But like, like I've been harping on, Tua and the Dolphins right now are just they're just winning football games. They're not always pretty. They're sometimes they're ridiculous comebacks like against the Ravens, but they're just finding ways to win football games. And how can you not recognize them as an AFC, true AFC contender at this point? I can't. I,
1: I can't go against that. I, <laughs> That's as good of a case as really I'll admit, have.
0: I'll admit, like, it feels weird to say, but, like. It is it's such a
1: weird thing. But they are, they have outperformed, I think, everybody's expectation. Probably their own fans so far this season. Definitely one of like, the big winners of like winners and losers so far at start of the season. They're like the biggest winner. Like that. The Mike McDaniel hire looks like a major hit. And it's just it's it's fun to watch the Dolphins on Sundays, which I don't think a lot of people expected. Really, uh, yeah, getting Tyreek Hill is one thing, but they're, like, one of, the, like, the fun offenses to watch, kind of similar to how the Chiefs are. You just like watching them on Sundays. Yeah. But I digress. That is really all I have to say on the topic. I think the Bills, just because they outcane the Dolphins in, like, every way. It's just one of those weird losses for them. A uh, couple too many three-and-out situations. But, hey. I don't I agree. I, I don't think I'm worried about the Bills. I mean, you know, I, I could be – Maybe not. It, it's they lost to a good team today. And I think that like every great team, you know, even simple winners, you always lose a couple games throughout the regular season. So it's as Bills fan, there's nothing really to worry about. It was just a good game today. And the ending was, as you kind of touched on, kind of got robbed, kind of felt like. But there was just so many of these like really just kind of nail biter games. And unless you had anything else to add. I think if we're really looking at the Raiders-Titans game, both those teams were on kind of, as Scott Hansen put it, code
0: red, and oh, Raiders yeah. are on, Raiders on code red. I'm out on the Raiders, dude. I know I picked them to win the division. But here's the thing. like If you're going to win a division, you have to find a way to win all these close games, and they're not doing it.
1: I will say. The uh Josh McDaniels, me saying they were gonna they were gonna lose. It was gonna be from one guy. I gotta say, if you're losing close games, you usually are looking at two people, quarterback or the head coach. And I'm not gonna put any blame on Derek Carr. No, he played good not, today. No, yeah, not the performances he's been having. I just think that they gotta find two win games, and they're not. And at own three, that's the ultimate sign of that. We'll see as the season goes on, but I would say the Mike McDaniel's an example of a good hire, and uh, Josh McDaniel's
0: is here's what here's what but happened it's... today. In my in my opinion, Mike Vrabel beat Josh McDaniel's. Oh yeah,
1: which I, I would hope for you know Vrabel's sake, but. The Raiders have way more talent. You can't tell. Like, that offense should be doing what the Dolphins are doing. No, personally. why
0: is why is Devontae Adams – I mean, I guess he scored a touchdown. But why does he only have 36 yards receiving?
1: Oh, yeah, like, and last week it was 12. Like,
0: yeah, last week it was 12. They're
1: right. trying to get him involved, but it's very just
0: – I don't want to say it's
1: bad play calling, but that's kind of – it's not creative. It's no. just kind of – We'll get it to them. It's, they don't really know how to utilize him, And we can kind of see if that all changes as the season moves on. But it's tough. It's just a, for a Raiders fan, you're 0-3. And even if you feel like you could very well be 3-0, and you're not Like you're, you're not. Not, not, even close. You're on yeah.
0: the opposite end of the spectrum. They, they've got not, you know, he's done. At this point, it feels almost mathematically that they have no chance to win the division. Uh, honest to god, like they're not going to
1: catch the Chiefs, right? Because they still probably have a couple of division losses coming, in my opinion. Yeah, they still five more division games. Broncos I'm not going to say I'm not going to say anything's games. impossible, but
0: yeah, it's not looking good for my pick. I'll say oh, that.
1: Oh. And hey, for my Titans
0: pick, it's
1: a win. But it's, yeah, we can. What we knew. It's what we knew. You know what I'm saying? It's they're a grit and grind football team. They're gonna win games just to win games. <laughs> I don't, know. Bless you, man. I don't that's hey, thank you. I don't think that's ever happened out of all of our well. Wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the first sneeze on air. Anyway, the Tannehill did Tannehill things just probably less mediocre it gets besides Kirk Cousins. And eh, we'll see what Titans do, but I they scream in eight to me, ten and seven and with the South, some years that passes. But the way the Jags look today, and Dude. I'm not going to jump ahead of them yet because they're in that afternoon window. But, oh, boy, <laughs>
0: they uh, are not the Jags that
1: we've been used to, that's for sure.
0: That's a good way of putting it.
1: Yeah, that's really the best praise I can give them. I think we'll touch on this Eagles-Commanders game quick. Dude. I don't
0: have i really don't have much to say uh we knew what we knew uh yeah. eagles are rolling man holy smokes yeah eagles are rolling 343 touchdowns from
1: jalen hurts i mean uh, yeah i will say you put in jalen hurts at University qb uh, he he proved that today like he proved that status a little bit more again i'm not right He
0: i' herbert today oh yeah no he he
1: looked good i mean he's Throwing the football, it's he's. I know he's got weapons, but he, oh man, he's taking advantage of them. And on the flip side, Wentz has been good as of so far. But today, a p- pedestrian performance for sure. But his
0: wine did him no favors, man. Like they just he, could not. He took a beating. Yeah, they just could not get the ball. They just couldn't move the ball. It felt like it's just
1: like. Yeah, it was they. They'd, they'd kind of go a couple steps forward and then it's sacked like five, six. Steps. Yeah, that's that's like the best
0: it, way of putting it. It was,
1: God, that's I mean, was he had nine sacks. I'm seeing that. It, it's it felt like that, and it was like every every single a guy was in his face, and it's just you can't win games that way. I'm sorry. It's even with even if those weren't all sacks. Just when a team's getting that much pressure on you. There's not a whole lot you can do, and yeah. that's that's all I really got to say. Commanders can try and come back next week, but if your line is that bad, you're not going to win very many games that way. Period. And for the Eagles, hey, keep rolling. There are three and They're three no's rolling as well. But uh, so I guess it's Eagles and Dolphins.
0: We'll find and, out tonight, but you know, if or tomorrow night, if the Giants can put up a oh, fight. Yeah. In the oh. NFC East, but yeah, they—they are. If they, they, they get, no, I'm not. No, they're it. not Philadelphia. That's that's Philly's. That's Philly's division to lose, and I don't know if they can. They're too good.
1: Yeah, they're way too. Bad. Right now, they just look unstoppable. But Vikings, Lions, dude, sorry, I, I thought
0: that. I had it. <laughs>
1: I, I thought had I the, had
0: the Lions' pick. I I really thought that was in the bag. I, you know, man, they let, and they look fine. Yeah, man, I I really thought the Lions had that in the bag. Um, it's kind of like what you said. I uh, want to say a week or two ago. You basically said that the Lions are going to be a team that's in a lot a lot of close games again this year, and they're going to win more than they did last year. In um, three close games so far, they've grabbed one of them, um, and I I. I just thought that they they came out swinging, 14-0, um, and I just I just felt like they looked bad. They played better than the Vikings today.
1: I could agree with that. It was just, oh, man. It was – they just like, they like ran out of gas. It kind of felt like – Yeah, you know, that's a good way of putting it. Not
0: that they played a bad game um here's the uh here's the flip side of this too this is something the vikings have never been known to do uh anytime the the vikings in my mind have been a team that if they get down 14 to zero it's over like they're not they're not winning the game they roll over um and it's like oh well this is what the vikings do they show up and they lose the lions and the season's in the books just like that after three weeks right well, no. I mean, the Vikings came out fourteen to the fourth quarter to win the game, game winning drive, right? Like all this, like just like, wow, that's different. You know, that's not definitely not typical Viking performance
1: for yeah. sure. And to the Lions' credit, though, I will say it's they they still look fine. And this was like a Vikings you know, on their good day. They were able to run the football like. They were able to stay kind of ahead of the chains most of the day.
0: But, like, the lines were right there.
1: And- if, if
0: you're comparing scores, this division's wide open right now. Because the Vikings embarrassed the Packers. The Detroit played the Vikings close. I know the Packers are kind of, I mean, they re- they always suck at week one. But I'm not here to say that the Detroit is going to win the division. But if they're going to play the Vikings this tough, like... You never know, man. They're not a circle win anymore.
1: Yeah, it's. I'm interested to see how they play against us. I've always been under the notion golf is very bad when he's got pressure. You know, guys coming in his face, and that's what Packers got. So
0: we'll we'll see. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But what I'm trying to say is what you're saying. I'm not worried about the Lions, man.
1: Yeah, there's. I don't know. I, I, yeah, they're definitely they're just they're not the typical lines. That's just the big, the biggest bottom line. Like, you can't just write them off. Like you said, as a circle W anymore. You've got to have
0: them. Inform. You know who um, I am concerned about? Justin Jefferson. He oh is yeah, really three for fourteen today, and last week I think he had two catches.
1: I think there's some concern, yes. I will say for the Vikings' sake, it it didn't matter today. I, I think maybe it will, though. It, it will if he doesn't get going. Agreed. I think part of it might have just been the Lions. Like, we want to shut this guy down because Dalvin Cook ate. Uh, Thielen was able to do his thing. KJ Osborne was another guy. And it was like,
0: game winning touchdown.
1: Yeah, it's. The other guys were able to make a difference, so it was fine. But, if it, yeah, if that holds and it's like, no, it's not a game plan thing. It's a Justin Jefferson thing. Definitely will be concerning moving forward. But that's really, in terms of the game's sake, that's really all I got to say. It was a good game to watch. It was a game that the Lions could have very easily won. Um, but Um, If I'm the- a Vikings fan, I'm walking away with
0: I feel like this is a game that they wouldn't have won last year. Yeah, this is true. Um, The way they responded to adversity, the way that they came back from behind, game-winning touchdown, executed the game-winning drive perfectly, leaving barely any time. Uh, And you all did it all without Justin Jefferson (laughs) carrying. Yeah, right, right. Um, This is peak Kirk Cousins, though, man. This is – hey, man, this guy's pretty good. And then, you know, he has that one one every four or five games where it's like, oh, yeah, that's Kirk Cousins, never mind.
1: Yeah, typical, you know, keep keep your – it keeps people going, the Kirk Cousins supporters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was like a lot of the games today. Like, close game, fun to watch. Really, will say there's not been a lot of, like, blow – Usually, I feel like in the first couple of weeks, there's like a, you know, 20 to 30-point loss by somebody, and we really haven't seen it. Like, it was like, yeah, Eagles dominated the Commanders today, but it was a 16-point win. It wasn't complete. It was 24 to 0 till pretty late. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and well, I'm not trying to take from the Eagles, but I'm just saying I think the NFL as a whole is like there's a, a lot of competition. Which is good for us. I mean, it's, it's NFL. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't complain. Um, before
0: but- we uh, before we get to the afternoon slate, we should uh, we tweak. We should rewind to talk Thursday night. Brown Steelers.
1: Oh boy, yeah, it was such a sleeper in my opinion that I kind of just walked right over it. Yeah, it was a sleeper, man. Um, yeah. Browns one how? We thought they were gonna win. Well, I how I thought they were gonna win. I think you did pit you picked Pittsburgh, but
0: I did pit, I, I did what, pick Pittsburgh. What did 50-50 game. Um I do have a question for you though. How long is the clock on Trubisky?
1: I say give him three to four more weeks. And then Okay, I'm what 50- if
0: they're five hundred?
1: If they're five hundred, I think you leave them in there. Personally, I think if you're sitting at two and four, two and five, that's when you start to look at picket a little bit more. That's my take. Because they're one and two right now. I think next couple weeks, like they start just keep losing, you're not going to have a reason to leave them in there. You know, that's that's just my take. Um, What are you playing for at that point? But yeah, very uninspiring play from Trubisky. And terms of the browns browns or the browns uh, yeah they're really surprised Mark- me man
0: i mean it's it's a g- genuine question here is Brissett the equivalent or better than baker mayfield
1: i would say this i think given the starting quarterbacks on the nfl i think Brissett is like he's he's probably like a starter in today's league like i think he looks better than probably like five or six guys can rip him off the top of my head but like he's competent you know he's he's fine he kind of does for your team What like so far cousins and matt ryan and tano
0: have been doing yeah it's a good good comparison
1: games you know and i think the browns are like upper echelon afc record wise i'm not saying you you know like, when Watson comes back, they're going to start him. But it's got to have some merit for teams looking around and like, eh. Maybe we bring Brissett in on, like, a Trubisky-esque deal where he keeps the seat warm for somebody, and, like, you're kind of fine with him being your starter. If you have, yeah, I mean, to- what
0: what would Brissett look like on the Steelers? <laughs> I mean, just to flip it around, like...
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. I think the Steelers might be 3-0. Yeah, I uh, think... Especially with Tom and his coach, but we'll see. That is just these kind of week three takeaways. There's been some mixed signals from these week three games from some teams, and I think going forward, really got hope Steelers can pick it up offensively because it's sluggish right now. It's it's very uninspiring. It was a typical Thursday night game, unfortunately, but. Yeah, that's really all I gotta say on it. Is good for the Browns if they can keep this up. Um, Preset's probably got another contract somewhere, but he deserves it. He does. He really does. I and definitely.
0: Maybe be he goes best. back to Indianapolis. I mean, <laughs>
1: yeah, at this rate, you know who knows? But he's definitely in terms of like backups. We're classifying him as that still. Him and Jimmy G are like top best two. Team. Yeah, as best as you can really get. I mean, yeah. they, can, they can win your team football games. Um, there, We do want to get in the afternoon slate for sure because there are some good ones. The last game we do have to just kind of touch over. We both predicted the Bengals were going to beat the Jets today. It was kind of like a given the Bengals needed it. Crazy because both teams are one and two. But it was typical Joe Burrow performance. The team looked great uh jets on the flip side just kind of jet things flacco kind of
0: 52 throw. passing attempts I mean you
1: know that just can't really happen I understand game flow They just kind of went in the throwing situation like holy cow man that's that's really kind of good for nobody um and yeah I kind of took that whole elite title off <laughs> so it was I had a really weak. <laughs> backup was what you're kind of going for at this point. And he doesn't really have that anymore. Um, I I really don't have a whole lot, though, on this game, personally. It was really what I expected, was Bengals get back on track. Hopefully they can again, I don't really know what you do with your offensive line in terms of, like, fixing it up or anything. Because you want to be able to run the ball. That old
0: line is so young, man. I I think that the offensive line, you got to give them some sort of Leash a little bit in terms of like that's one of the most cohesive units that you need. And so, like, when none of when you have a like two or three guys who've never maybe even they de- no one's played together is what I'm trying to say. And it takes time, I guess. Like, I, I you know, you've got rookies starting second, a lot of second year guys starting. Like, it, it's definitely something that, like, is it bad? Yes, but. Give it a little bit of a leash because I think as the season goes on, they'll start to settle in and then improve. This this
1: is fair. This is fair. Um, but I think yeah, that's just kind of the biggest takeaway is if anything's going to hold them back for the Bengals this season, it's it's that line. Uh, that's really all I got to say though. In that game, I, I'd love to move on to this afternoon slate and just really right into the Jaguars Chargers. Because yes. that's got to be the biggest surprise of the day. Uh, a Chargers win would have been, or I'm sorry, a Jaguars win would have been surprising, but in the fashion that it happened, I, holy cow!
0: This holy was cow. a this was a Trevor Lawrence uh, masterclass ace performance right here. I, I, I
1: totally agree. Coming Against, into his uh,
0: own. I thought this Chargers
1: team was. Oh, I I oh I just did not see this coming. I really didn't.
0: It was. I have, uh, I have. I'll talk about the Jaguars first, but uh, yeah, it's crazy what you can do when you have a real head coach. You know,
1: <laughs> it but, does been uh, into his own credit is a Super Bowl winning coach, and I'm not ready to. No, no, I think I am. Like Trevor Lawrence, I, I feel like is way better talent than Carson Wentz. As talented as Carson Wentz once was at a certain point. Like Carson or Trevor Lawrence does make the mistakes and like have the negative plays uh, that Carson Wentz just continues. I, I
0: wouldn't go that far yet. I mean, you're forgetting that when Wentz went down that year, they won the Super Bowl. He was a clear cut MVP. Like, there was no
1: question. And I'm not I'm not trying to, I guess, discredit that. I was more kind of like the year that Peterson got fired, like, once that was his by far two years ago, really. It was like really bad for him. And yeah, he, I, I would agree with that. And I just don't think Trevor Lawrence is – like, he, anybody I guess is capable of playing that bad, but, like, Trevor Lawrence just isn't. Like, and we've seen it so far this year that he he's good. taking a
0: step forward man for, for sure no doubt if not it, two or three steps yeah it's it's entertaining it, it really is. See and this is this is and what you look people. for too when you when you draft that guy who you want to be your guy uh I, like i said before with justin fields like that two-year clock like these are the kind of games like if justin Fields has a game three or four games like this it's like yeah we need to give him a, like get him weapons he's still our guy but, like, I mean, do what the. Like I said, I, I think the Jaguars had an incredible offseason. Trevor Lawrence took a step forward. They actually have wide receivers, they don't have LaVisca Chenault running around. Um, Who had a good play today, by the way? Uh, he did. He had one good play today. He was still a terrible receiver. Come on. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, got to get it. On the, <laughs> on the flip side, I would love to hear your take on where the Chargers are at right now. Um, uninspiring, especially
1: <laughs> we definitely look at that division. Granted it's helpful for the Raiders, but I don't see them hanging with the Chiefs. Like if they're gonna I, Can I say something? Badly, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I I'm pressing the panic button.
1: Already. You're you're out. I mean it's really bad.
0: I'm not saying I'm out. Uh, Okay, there's a difference. I'll say this. Let me establish uh, for future context. There's a difference between panic button and writing them off. Okay, the Raiders, I have done pretty much, I've pretty much written them off as division contenders. The Chargers, I'm simply just pressing the panic button. Yeah, okay. Uh, That's fair. When you, and I know they don't have a great home field advantage, but when you uh, get blown out by a team that is not supposed to be very good, now, That maybe they're better than we think they are but uh when you're a clear favorite like this and you get blown out at home uh you are seriously looking in the mirror and you're saying dude what what do we what's wrong with us who are we and and i'm asking the same question who are the chargers are are they the 10 win team from last year or are they this one and i know they're one and two who did they beat uh they did beat the raiders But, and they lost to the Chiefs. But this is just a – man, I'm not high. I am very concerned. I'm concerned about Justin Herbert's injury. The offense looked a little lackluster today. I'm concerned about Keenan Allen's injury. I'm concerned about Austin Eckler's production. They were a team last year that had two top 15, top 20 wide receivers on their team and a top three running back, top five running back, and a top five quarterback. Now that's all that's left is a fraction of the quarterback. He's hurt. So that's why I'm saying that uh, Keenan Allen's out and Eckler has not looked the same.
1: Definitely not. Not the like first round fantasy pick for a lot of people that we are expecting. I mean, it's can production for him is definitely a concern, but ultimately the charges as a whole, I would say it's definitely not out. I'm definitely not like, you know, this is, it's, just, it's concerned it's panicked a little bit There's a lot of question marks now in that locker room but we'll see if they can rebound next week it's real that's a tough team it to just waxed by because i don't think you're going to like in theory get an opponent that's going to be like a lot easier i don't want to say like the jaguars are like easy but like you're probably going to play somebody that's going to give you like that level of competition next week so yeah we'll see. Right away, if they are gonna be you know frauds the rest of the year, uh, but hey, I'm more positive now. How about the Falcons,
0: man? Dude, I'm you know what? I was a little salty that my Seahawks pick didn't hit. <laughs> yeah. I'm also just happy for you, man. I'm happy you didn't go zero and three on the Falcons to start In the year.
1: One. <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah, getting used. Finally, like, Cordell's getting used. Pitts, like it was like, ah, oh, Arthur Smith, you, you do know how to call an offense. You, you realize like who's on your team. It was, it was satisfying for sure. And yeah, finally getting the fuck. But I'm not uh probably happy about them going forward, just due to the fact that I wasn't uh, confident that entire game, if you will.
0: Oh, I actually thought the Seahawks were going to win. <laughs> That's the funny yeah. part.
1: I mean, Gino is looking it's like he's not been like bad or like atrocious. Like, he's been fine, especially given like kind
0: of what's in front of him. Oh, and they're running the ball. The their defense is, is a problem, though. It, it is. It's a problem. It's a problem. That's
1: not something I thought would be the concern this year, considering he was playing quarterback for them. But it's, yeah, it's bad. Definitely for a for Pete Carroll team, and it's pretty bad. But uh, I, in terms of just the Falcons, you yeah, in from right direction, but ultimately, I don't think either of these teams are really worth assessing too much. I think they're both kind of dead in the water, uh, just uninspiring teams that are kind account- I don't think many bye weeks because that's not really how this year is. Each team can kind of play in its own right. But I think like the Chargers got one of those teams next week. They'd That'd be a pretty good bounce back game for them. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's a good bottom. way to put it. Yeah, it's not, uh, not a fun watch. But yeah. moving on to teams that we probably thought would have been more fun of a watch. I mean Rams, Cardinals, when that Kind okay. Of, when I see that matchup, I'm thinking high scoring,
0: and that's just not what happened today. So here's the here's so we both took the Cardinals uh, off their hot win last week. Um, I would have changed my pick if I'd have known this stat, but now in their last 12 matchups, uh, the Rams are 11 and one against the Cardinals. They were 10 and one going into today
1: yeah, it kind of seems like McVeigh's got a Kingsbury's number. Yeah,
0: you could say that. Um, <laughs> not pretty. I think the uh, word your word honestly might be the best way to describe these two teams in my mind right now. Regardless of the Rams being two and one, they're both uninspiring teams. They yeah. are both uninspiring teams. This division that we thought was going to be so dynamite, it feels like it's wide open right now. Um, there's no one's playing good. It might honestly. be
1: lose depending on how this game tonight goes. Like it really ultimately might just be if the Niners hold tight to what they've been the past couple of years. Because yeah, the Cardinals just are problematic. There's a team that's usually good in the early in the season, and they're 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 not. I mean, what, there's just no way to They're not, <laughs> and. Ah gosh, it's it's tough because I, I really thought we were gonna get it done today. Um they they had a lot of moments where they were, like in the Rams territory, they just could not finish drives. And that's no yeah, four
0: field goals. I mean, dude, it's not gonna win any games.
1: It and that's kinda of, feel like how Kingsbury's offense can get a little bit down there. It does kind of feel like they have trouble punching it in sometimes. Um and that was really evident today.
0: I'll say this. Kyler, th- th- they still were explosive. They just couldn't finish. Halle uh, right. Brown has 140 yards, 14 catches. Kyler threw for 300 yards. Just no touchdowns. <laughs>
1: the plays are there to be made. It's, it's yeah. just – they can't get the job done.
0: And that's going to be a problem. And, running and game was a little he, lackluster today. I will say
1: that. Yeah, it's – the, the Cardinals, they're there. I think Kingsbury's in trouble, personally. Like, if this is how they're going to kind of perform the rest of the year, you can't really have a guy like that coaching. Like, he's there for offense. <laughs> and if you're not scoring and you're losing games, they got to yeah. start to look elsewhere. There's got to be other options.
0: That's um, a good way to put it.
1: But yeah. Lackluster. Just, I don't want to say. I guess the Packers Buccaneers game was lackluster because it was fun to watch. It was fun to see uh, Tom Brady just kind of get. I don't want to say just pummeled, but we definitely after him most of the day. Um,
0: this is kind of what he, we expected, though. I mean, he's got, it, this is a different game if Mike Evans is playing, if Chris Godwin's playing, if even if Julio's playing. I mean, his number one receiver was Russell Gage, who's, I mean, you know, it's... It was
1: tough from that aspect for him. And it did seem like the Buccaneers were very predictable today. That's probably why. But I'm, like, I would say on, like, the flip side of things, well, the Packers like, good on our past defensive side of things. Like... We got the pass rush to get there, to get him, force him to get the ball out early. Our corners are – they look in coverage. Um, I know This was gyre-
0: different than the Packers but, of old. I mean, the defense won the game today. For sure.
1: And that's just something that
0: – Which it didn't now- – I'll say this. It didn't look like it had to come out. I thought it was going to be 21-3, dude. And then after that Aaron Jones fumble, the game kind of just went into limbo for two hours.
1: Yeah, and that was really weird, honestly, because ever since that play, it was like our offense has died. And I was like, okay, I, I understand, like, momentum is a thing, but, like, holy cow, man. We never got offense. We never got the momentum back. And for a team that's run the ball so well this year, that didn't really work a whole lot for us today. But the Buccaneers have good defense, too. It was just one of those grind games. This Why was a must-win
0: we... game for Green Bay. I think we said that on Wednesday, uh, and I stand by it.
1: Yeah, it was. I would agree. It's it wasn't Tampa, and it's even Lazard was really affected. The man was spilling his guts on the sideline, but it, it like you said, that kind of a must-win in the sense that you're not going to get the Buccaneers much easier than this, other than at Lambeau. But, like, given the injuries to receiver, um, it was glad that we were able to get it done. But it's probably not going to be the last time we see the Buccaneers. I would not be surprised if this is a team we see late in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, Um, I have to agree. As long as they get healthy.
1: Yeah, that's the biggest thing for them because they definitely had issues, whether it was, you know, guys on routes. uh sloppy play and really that delay a game at the end of their kind of just killed dude anything.
0: oh <laughs> you just reminded me how does tom Brady let that happen
1: I I I still kind of shocked at how it did. Uh,
0: it, so- it almost happened twice. I mean I know the the I know the rule like the ref looks at the clock and looks back and then he calls. Like the, I guys get away with that all the time but like you, you cut it so close twice.
1: Yeah I mean, he really didn't need to uh, and just like you said, Tom Brady's the last guy you expect that to happen to because he definitely knows the significance of – you have two-point plays drawn out in practice. That's something like scenarios. I saw Beasley was in there. He wasn't in there for all, all the snaps, but when he was, usually the ball was headed his way or he was big factor in the play. They definitely had some probably like rub routes, something like that, ready to go for that two-point. And I was nervous when they got it lined up. I was like, oh, we're going OT. Like, it just seemed like a typical thing that happened. But then once that penalty it I was like, oh, we're, now we're good. Like, you,
0: you have yeah, because you can't run the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah. I completely took it out. We completely were like, all right, cool. Now we can just go into pin back, get pressure. And what do you know? Brady had to immediately start rolling right and then just threw it up. And that's great to see just as a Packer fan that, like, I have confidence in, like, the defense. Goes- our defense yeah like when it's like a couple yards that can go either way no matter how good a defense is but when it's like you see them in like third and five like passing downs it's like oh yeah we're good like that is such a relief because there is years of be third and 10 third and 15 we'd be giving them up and so I just I can't give the defense more praise for how they played today and offensively it's like they, they were doing things right they were they just went cold in the second half kind of got figured out a bit um Running game kind of slowed down. Part of that could have been the weather. Like it was, they were playing like the hottest part of the day. So it was like close to 90. So I could see that kind of been part of a factor. But either way, I'm happy that they got the win. It was just one of those games that need to get done, need to win it. And I think it really helps their confidence going forward, especially for that defensive unit. This just stunk Tom Brady like that.
0: Yeah. uh, That's well said. Honestly, I think, I think yeah, uh, the only thing I have to add is just kind of what's already been said before. Like, I think the weather, the heat definitely played a factor in the Packers' run game, but this was just a game, like I said, like the Packers needed to find a way uh, to win this game because if they were 1-2 uh, with losses to the Vikings and a fractured box uh, – that's when it's a charger situation. It's like, man, you're looking around like, was this a good idea to run this back? Like, without Devontae, without making a move, like all this stuff. But honestly, I think Rodgers looked good. He's settling in. Romeo Daubs uh, step, stepped up. Um, had a couple, I think he led the team in receptions, I want to say, either him or Tanyan. But I think
1: he, um, he got the ball out today. It was, yeah. it was cool to see him just be a, a steady set of hands. Yeah. just, Building that trust with Aaron's definitely going to go a long
0: way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have much else for this game, honestly.
1: No, yeah, I think that'll really do it for just our recap of Sunday so far. Obviously, we're about to go watch the Broncos 49ers game. I believe that's taking place in Denver. Um, it's it's going to be a good one for sure. I believe the 49ers are already up
0: 7-0. Yeah, I did just see that. Who scored? Uh, Iuke, I believe it was
1: Jimmy G to Iuke. So,
0: uh, hey,
1: we'll uh, see if Russ can cook something up better than a microwave. Uh, he's, so,
0: he's not uh, cooking tonight. Niners <laughs> are getting the dub. <laughs> yeah, it's. Dude, uh, I, um, you took it. you took the Broncos. I have the Niners. We both have the Giants. No, so maybe yeah, I'm hoping he cooks up something better than a microwave. It's definitely a lackluster uh, performance from us in the picks this week. Uh yeah, you are six, uh, six and eight. I'm five oh. and nine so oh. far. Um,
1: Man, so we're just battling to get to five hundred in these last two games.
0: You got to be fair a little bit. Um, I think one of us should have taken the Dolphins, honestly, but we both took the Bills. We both took a loss there. We both had the Raiders. Uh, So there's a couple – like we both had the Cardinals. So there's a couple in there where it's like we felt like – and we both had the Chiefs too, which it was like the the Chiefs definitely should have won. And the Chargers too. So there's a lot of these like going into the week like, oh, these are surefire. This is why it was a great week of football, like these surefire picks you felt like. And then the games we thought were the 50-50 games weren't. (laughs) And the games that we didn't were apparently –
1: that's I guess just the way the NFL goes. Aye, aye. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Rough week for us. Um, we'll see how it shapes out by Wednesday to see our records heading into week four, but we will both definitely be under the five hundred mark.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt. We'll definitely be back with the recap of tonight's game and Giants Cowboys tomorrow. Again, I think that's a, a that is not a primetime game. I'm looking forward to watching. Maybe it'll give us Something we're not expecting, but
0: no, we're gonna put some put some uh put some money on that game just to make it a little more fun to watch. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think that that kind of wraps up all my thoughts for today. If you have anything else on week no, three.
1: I think that's really all we can say in terms of just a lot of close games, a couple, you know, crazy things happened, but Overall, just
0: another satisfying week in the NFL. Yeah, I I feel like the games this year. There's just been there's a lot of upsets. There's a lot of game-winning field goals, like just crazy comebacks. It's been a really entertaining year.
1: Um, It just it makes games like being able to watch them all the way to the end because like each team has like a fighting shot. Like it usually, most of these games are coming down in the fourth quarter, which it's nice because there is some years where like you turn games off by halftime. So yeah, I cannot complain as
0: a fan. We who can't. would you say uh, this week were your top performers? Like two or three teams or players? No. We'll go players.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah. If we're only as players, um, oh boy, I would say Lamar Jackson is definitely a big winner. I think being able to torch Bill Belichick like that, no matter who he's got on defense. That definitely strengthens your just MVP campaign. Yeah. Um another guy, I think definitely I could get some love if I'm just being like completely transparent. Um I'd have to say James Robinson. Like I know that's not maybe like a comic, but there's there's a reason the Jag's looking good, and I very well could have said Trevor Lawrence, but this was like going the season. We were all like, "ETN is going to be the guy," and they kind of have Robinson even
0: touches, and Robinson does more with it. It feels like,
1: agreed. Like it seemed like James Robinson was going to be the afterthought, but it's turned into ETN, and so that's just kind of one of my, uh, I guess, sleeper. But like he's he's been a really good performer so far this year, so I'm going to give him that. And uh, this, I'm not even trying to be snarky with this, but it's got to be said. My big, my third, like just biggest winner is McCaffrey. McCaffrey staying healthy. (laughs) (laughs) We're this deep in the season and he hasn't torn ACL or blew out. Like, it's nice to see him on the field and be a staple of Panthers offense. I wanted to see what he can do in like a whole year's sample size. And so far, he might do it. But
0: hey, yeah, I got to go with. You missed, I don't know how you missed it. It's. Uh, I'm going to say a tandem of two guys from the same team and count it as one. Uh, Jalen Hurts, hard to be better than 340 and three touchdowns. And Devonta Smith uh, went nuclear today, eight, eight for 169 in that touchdown. His touchdown catch was like over two guys in double coverage, should have never been thrown, and he went up mid- I, I mean, just like. Similar to Miami, uh, their start their receiving core is starting to look really scary, dude. I mean, it's starting to be like, how do you stop this? Um, so that's that's my first pick. Uh, second pick. This is gonna. It's kind of weird, but I, I'm gonna give a shout out to Nick Chubb. Um, I'm not a fan of running backs on Thursday nights. And to go 23 for 113 in a touchdown, I mean, to get 23 carries on a Thursday night after, after the short week. Uh, and he won them that game down the stretch, killing the clock in the first down. So uh, I was not expecting that sort of performance from him. Um, and you could say the same for Brissett and the rest of the team, but he was the one that stuck out the most to me. And then finally, um, I got to go Jalen Waddell. It's a, little, yeah, it's, it's a little weak on the numbers, but uh, four for 102, making things happen, big plays. Um, it's hard. I just wanted to get a Dolphins guy in there, honestly, and he stood out. Uh, like you said, Tyreek's speed opens up everything for the rest of that offense. So even though Tyreek has two catches for 30 yards, uh, the Dolphins find a way to win. And, um, you know, honorable mention, K.J. Osborne, game-winning touchdown. Uh, leading receiver for the day and he's not the number he's the number three option. So honorable mention for for you love to see the little guys have a good day.
1: No doubt. No doubt on that one. And really I'm just excited to see how the rest of these games go. Personally I think this, this 49ers Broncos game could be a good one tonight. I'm get definitely ready to tune into that. Um so on that I think we're gonna kill it here. I think we're gonna move on and Give you guys some recap on Wednesday. Definitely have some things we want to talk about, just given the stance of you know, where teams play so far at this point in the NFL season. I think we could definitely give some more award picks for sure This coming up, just our predictions. Um, and, yeah, I even another rankings kind of tier list. I, I like doing the quarterbacks. And I think we even had an idea with some stardom, sit them kind of debate. And we got some segments oh, you
0: yeah. want to kind of play around with. Yeah. And- Wednesdays lot- are going to start to be, uh, they're going to be fun days, man. Uh, yeah, I have a lot more fun predicting what's going to happen than uh, recapping my uh, false predictions. I
1: could concur with that. <laughs> it is. I wouldn't say I enjoy the recap part of it, but I would also say on weeks like this where we have some duds and false predictions.
0: Oh, yeah. I had a lot more fun last last Sunday.
1: Thanks. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But, hey, it was a great, great time just recording this and watching the games today. I, I got no complaints just so far for the NFL season. Packs are still doing well. Yeah, we could add better third week one, but we look good. The league as a whole looks good, and I'm excited to just keep the ball rolling. Caleb, um, it's always a pleasure running this with you.
0: Always I- a good time, man. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you all have great ones. We'll catch you guys on Wednesday.
1: Yes, sir. Take it easy.